Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Curious Neuron Podcast. My name is Cindy Huffington, and I am your host. If you are new here, welcome. I am a mom of three, and I have a doctorate degree in neuroscience. What I try to do is bring science to you because I feel that it shouldn't be behind paywalls. Um, but also, I try to have conversations with parents or with myself. <laughs> I try to have these solos where I just chat about life as a parent, and hopefully, some of my experiences. Um, will be something that you can relate to and hopefully experiences that other parents have. And I'm going to try to bring more parents into the conversation. Hopefully it's something that you can relate to as well, um, because sometimes we feel alone as parents and it's nice to feel that we are not alone in this journey and somebody is experiencing something similar to us. Um, today's episode is all about um, when I, at, right after I gave birth to my first child, I struggled a lot with uh, thinking about death. I posted this on um, Instagram. If you don't follow us, you can follow us at curious underscore neuron. And there were about 500 votes and 81% of parents said that they experienced the same thing that I did. So I thought it would be something interesting to talk about because perhaps there's a new parent out there um, that is experiencing these thoughts and wondering if this is normal or not, or what should I do, or is it going to pass? And, and maybe we can start this conversation. So um, I'd like to thank the Tannenbaum Open Science Institute before we begin this podcast um, and talk about our topic um, because they do sponsor this podcast and I'm so grateful that they do. They are here at the Neuro in Montreal and they believe that it is important, um, that open science is important, just like we do. Um, I'd like to invite you to rate and review the podcast if you're enjoying it. And if you do so, send me a screenshot at info at curiousneuron.com, not on Instagram. A few people did that and I can't find you guys. So if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, Cindy didn't respond to me on Instagram, then send me an email, please. I do respond to those and I send the free PDF of Meltdown Mountain, which gives you tips on how you can help your child with their emotions and regulate their emotions. And there are two printables within this that you can print in your home and help your child understand their emotions and how emotions get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that sometimes we need tools to, to bring the, the emotions down. So send me, uh, send me an email info at curiousneuron.com. I also want to highlight that you can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and now on Amazon Music as well. So you can use basically any platform that you're using to listen to podcasts. And if you're not yet, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on um, Facebook. I'm back on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called Curious Neuron Parents. So you can search for us there. And you, you could subscribe to our new YouTube channel. I'm trying to post the podcasts that have interviews and I'm trying to do some lives as well so that we can continue the conversation about parenting. And Lastly, if you are at a school and or a preschool or a daycare or even a workplace and you would like a parenting workshop at your place, um, I do have some spots left for December. The year is closing up. Um, or if you like to book for January, I give workshops and talk about emotion regulation skills. I talk about mental health. Um, they can be a one hour workshop or they could be a three hour workshop at your school. It could be in person here in Montreal or it could be on Zoom and we're in Canada, the States or the world, as long as it's in English. Um, so let me know, send me an, an email at info at curiousneuron.com. All right, talking about today's uh, topic, um, like I said, so what happened after I gave birth to my seven-year-old, I don't know if it was a sort of postpartum depression, it stayed for a couple of weeks. 
Um, postpartum depression, by the way, could begin any way, any time between when you give birth all the way up to a year um, after you give birth. And it can happen in men and women. So that's just an FYI. Um, but what happened to me is that it's almost like the moment I gave birth to my first child and felt that this life was officially worth living. Like, you know, not that it wasn't before, but it changes the way you kind of perceive life at that moment and and again this might not be for everybody you know maybe you didn't get that feeling and that's okay um but for me that's what i experienced and um it's weird because the moment i realized this life was just so worth living for this beautiful human being that i had in my hands it also hit me at the same time that life isn't forever and that we're here temporarily and it became the saddest thing. I could I couldn't speak about it. I remember telling my mother-in-law like how intense it was. I would just hold my newborn at home and cry and say like I need to be with you forever. Um this is cruel. It's just so cruel that we I can't be with you forever. Um and it just brought upon like so much sadness. So I don't know to what extent you might be experiencing or the people that voted on Instagram. This is what was happening to me. Um, and it it took a while to get out of it. Again, I, I think a few weeks, if not a few months, um, where the thought was just taking over my thoughts, my brain. That's all I could think about. And and it's it just scared me to know that this thing isn't forever. I, I wanted to share this again because you know, I, I think that, first of all, I, I really hesitated on sharing this because sometimes you feel weird with your own thoughts and you feel that you, why share this? It's like a bizarre, but then it helps because I realized when I posted on Instagram and realized that there were 81% of people that had also experienced this, that perhaps um, this weird thought of mine wasn't um, a, that abnormal. Um, and then after also the reason why I'm talking about it now is because my brother-in-law, which if you remember, I, I dedicated a, an episode last week um, for his upcoming baby. Well, they had their baby and now I, I held this three or four day old baby in my arms and the feelings came back. That moment of, of realization that life is so short it just came back. And here's the weird part. The same day that my sister-in-law gave birth, my grandmother's neighbor passed away. She was going to turn 103 in about four or five weeks. She would have turned 103 in four or five weeks. And it was that moment of life and death on the same day, 103 years on this earth and a newborn coming to this earth. And then holding this baby, last week I was an emotional mess. <laughs> if Christy's listening to this, Christy is my business partner for Wondergrade. Uh, Wondergrade is an app that helps your child learn so, um, learn emotional skills. You know, it's uh, this beautiful little character named Ollie who um, shows your child how to take deep breaths and teaches them mindfulness and, and so on. And anyways, I remember her telling her last week that I was an emotional mess and that I just, I couldn't concentrate and I couldn't think and all these emotions were coming up and I was crying and I'm like okay Cindy snap out of it like what's wrong <laughs> but I had to let those emotions come through my body experience them cry feel sad and then this week I'm feeling a bit better you know it's it's coming out it's it's leaving <laughs> um but it was just this weird um moment of life and death and then everything just hit me again and then I held the baby and everything just hit me even harder um but you know I remember 
I have um, one of my grandfathers, he um, passed away within like a week of finding out that he had cancer. It was very quick. And we all had the opportunity to go see him. And he said something to one of his nieces and she shared this with us. It was interesting because I I didn't have kids um, when he passed away, but this one sentence really stayed in my mind on my mind. He said that he really regretted not having spent time with his kids when he was younger and when they were younger. <clears throat> Just to give you a background of, of this grandfather, he was a construction worker, so he would get up very early and he would come back um, late, but he wouldn't spend time with us, with his grandkids, and he wouldn't spend time with his um, kids as well. I don't know if there was an element of depression, of mental health, of I don't know. Um, all I know is once my grandmother, his wife, when she passed away, he had a friend that he had met at bowling. Her name was Julie, and she became very close to him. And all of a sudden, he was going out to dinner, something he had never really done before. All of a sudden, he was inviting us over for dinner, um, whereas every single memory before the passing of my grandmother was of him hiding in the basement. He would basically eat dinner, not talk, maybe mumble something. And as soon as he was done, even if we were not, he would go to the basement and sit on his couch and watch TV. And if we would go there and sit with him, he wouldn't talk to us. We'd watch TV. Um, even during the holidays, I remember him sitting on a chair, opening the gifts, not really smiling, not really interacting. And once it was done, run to the basement and watch TV. Um, that, those were my memories of him before my grandmother passed away. When she passed away and he started hanging out with his friend, we were having dinner with him. He was having conversations. And then fast forward um, 20, 30 years later, he had moved out of this home that I remember growing when I was growing up and moved into an apartment with Julie. And he would, I would call his house, his apartment, and we would have conversations. And weirdly enough, the last conversation that I had with him was the longest conversation we had on the phone. And I remember I was walking to McGill University that morning when I had called them and he asked me, can you explain to me like what a PhD is? You always talk about going to school and you're 30 years old. What is it that you do when you go to school if you're 30 years old? Is it different than my experience of being in school? And we had a conversation of about an hour long and I explained to him what it was. And I don't think he caught everything that I said, um, but I tried to explain what I was doing and I was studying schizophrenia. Uh, oh no, sorry, at that time, oh yes, yes, I was studying schizophrenia and and then slowly going into science education and I tried to explain everything that I was doing to him, like that I was doing and the next day he went into the hospital um, and and found out that he had a few days left to live. So it's it's weird how that happened but the reason why I'm saying that is because again, the whole life and death thing um, is just uncomfortable for me and it might be uncomfortable for you too. I know we had an episode on the Curious Neuron podcast where we spoke about how to speak to our kids about death, um, but we didn't really talk a lot about like grieving and how to grieve. And when, and all this to say, I'm, I'm rambling today, but all this to say that it really hit me when he said um, that he regretted not spending time with his kids. And that's part of the reason why, if you don't know who I am and you don't know my life, that's part of the reason why 
I stayed home. I left research. Um, I was in the middle of a postdoctoral degree at McGill. I had my first child. And instead of just taking three months to be with her and put her in daycare, I left research. I decided to stay home. I It was a very difficult decision. And I stayed home for a couple months and then started um, working part-time when she was about a year old. I got into a clinic and was running Curister on there where I was teaching kids about their brain and how it learns and playing games with them. And I love that. I did that for less than a year because I got pregnant right away. And um, then everything was moving forward very well. There was a waiting list and I left that too <laughs> because I decided I just needed to be home with my kids and, and it was too much um, of being away. And I had the opportunity to do this, um, thankfully, to be home. And um, yeah, so that was part of the reason why I did that. Now, I don't know how to end this episode <laughs> because it's still a thought, this whole thought of dying comes to mind. But what it has changed in my life, it, in addition to what my grandfather has told me, is that I try to live as much as I can every moment, you know, being present with my kids. And you know that, again, if you follow me, <laughs> that I, I work at nighttime. And it's not ideal, but I get to be with the kids during the day as much as I can. And I get to spend the time with them. I know that not everybody can do this. I know that it is a privilege to do this. I'm very aware of that. Um, but when we are home with our kids, here's what we can change. We can put the phone down um, for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and, and spend time with our kids as much as we can. And some, sometimes there are parents that I speak with that feel that it has to be something big and elaborate and that they have to have the best toys and that it's you know, not the best time if it's in a small apartment. And it's not that. It's the moments of being present and laughing with your child and them feeling safe with you and feeling happy and feeling that their your attention is all on them. They will remember that. My daughter to this day, she's seven years old and rem remembers that my husband one morning um, in the middle of one night, they had uh, cereal in the middle of the night. She was about one and a half or two it's a memory that that's stuck in her brain that she, my husband had not brought this up. And one day she was about five and a half or six years old. And she said, daddy, remember when we had cereal in the middle of the night? And that it, it's a reminder that it's not about spending three hours a day with our kids. It's not about um, bringing them to the zoo every time or doing something expensive if we can't. Some of us might not be able to. It's not about leaving the house and doing something. It's not about taking big vacations if you can't, it's okay. It's about those little tiny moments that stand out to them because she woke up and I, honestly, I would have said, get back to bed, let's go, let's go back to bed. But my husband saw it as an opportunity for a memory and, and a connection. And the more time that we spend with our kids making those special connections, whether it's coloring or making a mess in the kitchen, trying to bake if we don't know how to bake, they will remember that. They will remember the feeling that we created in them. And you know what, if I can have as many of those moments, um, regardless of when I pass away, one day, I hope it's when I'm 102, like this lady that passed away last week. Um, but if it's earlier than that, I just hope that my child has enough of those memories that they can talk about that and remember me. Um, and that it's not about like screaming and, and being stressed, <laughs> which is what happens sometimes way too often, more than I would like. Um, but I hope that that's what my child has as these memories. 
that's where I wanted to go with this today. It's a short one. Um, it's a Thursday episode. I hope you have a lovely weekend. Let this sit on, you know, let, let, let's sit with this thought this weekend. Let's sit with the thought of how can I change what I'm doing with my child? You know, if it's because you're very stressed because of work, then maybe there's something that you can change saying no to certain projects that might lead to a lot of stress or or asking for help or I don't know, you know, for me, really putting that phone down is so important, especially because if I'm on social media, it's easy to keep your phone on you. But having those special moments, even if it's going out for a walk, um, let's just see what we can change this weekend to create better memories for our child. Um, because tomorrow is not promised to us. It's a gift and we never know what can happen. Mm, sorry for making this a, a, a really dark episode. This was on my mind and I had to get it out. And if you have these same thoughts, um, let's just try to make tomorrow the best day ever. Have a beautiful day, guys. Bye.